All right, everybody, welcome to the Lockdown Avalanche podcast. The Avalanche extend their winning streak to six games with a three to nothing shutout win over the Vegas Golden Knights. And did you have any doubts? It was my birthday, Kyle. I mean, <laughs> come on. You knew they were going to win this thing. New episode of Lockdown Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. I am Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel, Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. So uh, a little bit later, we'll get to obviously our sound check. We have to drop those uh, those beats for everybody. Um, and Chris McFarland had some comments. He's, he was out there. He did a, a press conference. He was on altitude during the second intermission, kind of talking about where the Avalanche stand in the whole trade dynamic. So we'll get to that later. But we are going to start. They played a game and they played another one as perfectly and beautifully as the avalanche can could possibly play it this was a three to nothing shutout and and 14 seconds in technically the game was over uh uh, another just this team is is you just keep using the same phrasing this team is rolling right now absolutely rolling and to jump on that opportunity like you mentioned 14 seconds in like that's being on top of the play and it really took the sting out of what Vegas was planning on bringing into Ball Arena. And Vegas just felt out of sorts all night because the Avalanche <clears throat> would not stop. They were relentless. They were getting production from everybody. They tallied a goal in each frame. Mm. You can't ask for much <laughs> more. You can nitpick about the power play and the faceoffs, but as long as you're putting pucks in the back of the net, it cures everything. I'm not going to nitpick on the power play because that power play, it was a four on three power play. And it was just, they were shooting darts. Yeah. It just, nothing could get in. But you saw how a, a how can I phrase this? A unsuccessfully successful power play. And by that, I mean, you were like, I mean, it's a four on three. You're going to yep. get a lot of opportunities. Vegas shut them all down. But that carried over yeah. into the five on five where you had that pass from JT Comfort over to mm-hmm. Mika Ranting to get his second. So you can see what a, a good power play, even though it doesn't score, it just builds your momentum. And when you have a four on three, you should be just shooting BBs at, at the net. I great. felt bad for McNabb for Vegas. He was getting peppered. Pummeled. Yeah. And it was, yeah. it was rough to watch, but yeah. And that pass from JT Comfort, it's it's one of those moments that we talk about all the time with this team playing in unison and knowing where everybody is and the, you, you don't see the line shuffling everybody's kind of in their established roles now and you start seeing passes like this and you start seeing it when they sell you like how they react like this is exactly what you knew where you had to be like this team is a a machine right now what, what I really like about how the Avalanche are playing is uh, Vegas is a very good defensive team, right? Mm-hmm. And and they were showing you that. And early on, yeah, the Avs got 
I was it's basically a fluke goal, right? I mean, it, it's yeah. skilled by by Miko Rantanen to knock that puck out of midair when a goalie is just trying to clear it. I mean, that does not happen all the time. And he just knocked it down. The puck is still bouncing. He just timed it perfectly to get that puck in the net, right? So the rest of that period, um, you know, you saw what Vegas can do defensively. They were really, I want to say shutting down. The, they, they were not shutting down the avalanche, but they, they're, they're good at really just collapsing on you and, and, and making it like a struggle to find shots. But once the avalanche did the Miko Rantanen got that goal 14 seconds in, and then halfway through the first, the abs are down in shots. It was like 10 to two. But by the end of the period, I think the avalanche were up 11 to 10. So while we're sitting here talking about how Vegas is, it was really good on, on defense and, and they were number one, the abs were finding ways to get shots on, on net because they finished with 34. And after that, I mean, Vegas finished with 31 shots on goal, but a lot of those came really towards the end of the game. I think halfway through the third, they were at 21. So for two periods, technically, the Avalanche held them to essentially 10 shots on goal. So, sure, Vegas tightened up on D. So did Colorado. I think this is one of the better defensive games Colorado has played from their defensive unit and, obviously, Georgiev. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up. I think the performance that Georgiev had, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, especially with the opponent and how it developed late for him to stand on his head and feed off that confidence that, uh, the defense was building, especially like when Vegas tries to attack, they push everybody to the boards. By the time you get the puck, you have one guy sending you in the boards, making it uncomfortable. You're kicking the puck. You really can't, they don't allow you to break out a lot. And right for the defense and the and the forwards too to adapt to that like they went in with the game plan they saw how Vegas was going to play them and they adapted mid game this this speaks volumes to the opponents that the avalanche will be facing later on in the week and what they have going on because we were talking about a week and a half ago two weeks being out of the playoffs if we could just get in the playoffs we're knocking on the door of first place yeah it's no joke. And, and you know, everybody's – I don't want to say forgetting about the Avalanche. I'm not forgetting about them, but, I, like, it just happened like that. Yep. Like, it just over the course of, like, a short period of time, it just seemed like the Avalanche just ascended to where they are. And it's all – like, they, they are just on, on the same page with everything that they're doing right now. On these transitions, when they're going from defense to offense, it's just like they, they can just close their eyes and throw a pass where – their uh, teammate should be and he's there like it's just they, they, they could play this game blindfolded right now it just seems like and just because everybody's doing what exactly what they're supposed to be doing even on the breakaways like not not that they're like you know uh say like a, just a three-on-two breakaway or something like that i mean it just seemed like early in the season over and over and over again you just had the one guy going right down the middle and trying to break the, the you know split the defense never works and now they're just doing that like drop back pass while the, the guy who dropped the puck still just skates forward, not interference, and you can get a shot on net. They were, they were the one thing that like Vegas did well 
because Aiden Hill was giving up a lot of rebounds. Yeah. And it was partly like, you know, he was doing that and, and the Avalanche just weren't in position because Vegas kind of doesn't let them get in position. That, that's playing with fire, especially against a team like the Avalanche. They didn't get any of those juicy rebounds. I mean, oh my God, there were some, if you were just, anybody was there, but Vegas, it made it, they made it difficult for, for the Avs. Yeah. It, it was like that. Uh, um, you talked about not allowing them to get their shots. That second goal that Miko had that pass from JT Comfort, they had Miko so exhausted, like the energy that he put into that shot. It was just, it was not there. Cause he was being, he was being chased around and pushed around and Miko was exhausted. And he probably gave about 20% in that <laughs> shot and yeah. it went in, but that's, that's what Vegas does to you. They try and wear you out. And with the speed that Colorado has, and now the confidence, like the passes, the dropback passes, you see a lot of, instead of pushing and kind of over committing, you see, they know where everybody is. You could just see them not even look and just drop it, assume a position. And it's, this is what you've been wanting to see um, for a while. You don't see any, the frustration's not there anymore because this team is finally clicking. And um, the which the uh, second goal by Miko Rantanen, his 40th of the season. So obviously a career high for him. Um, he's not going to win the heart because, you know, Connor McDavid is doing Connor McDavid things. But I think he just continues to be in the conversation for it, at least. He'll get some votes. I don't know where he'll finish, but he'll, he'll get some votes for it. And it's well-deserved. He's He's been a rock all season long. I'm regretting my stance on his 100-point season. It's, it's good. It's within reach. Yeah. It's within reach for both of them. So, and, and Nathan McKinnon did get one himself uh, with the empty netter. So uh, more to get to on this game. And of course our sound check a little bit later. Uh, first, we are going to hear from built bar. And if you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and the calories and you have got to try built bar. We are uh, right in almost into March, sir. Mm-hmm. One day away from March. And uh, that means nice weather is around the corner. And if you want to drop some pounds to get into that swimsuit, I know Kyle does. Oh, you know me. I mean, Speedo, Team Speedo over here. Team Speedo and SPF 50 for uh, (laughs) for that Irish skin. Uh, You got to try some Built Bars. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, first of all, they are covered in 100% chocolate. 100% 100% real chocolates, I should say. And they come in unbelievably delicious flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. And they just dropped for a limited time until supplies run out. The cookie dough puff, which was one of your favorites, right? It was. I loved that so much. I remember you talking about that one. So uh, that's just well. So that's limited time, folks. So get on there now. Uh, and order those you can get at built.com. I don't believe you'll be able to find those in uh, Walmart or Sam's Club, but you can go into a Walmart and Sam's Club and find these built bars right at your fingertips. You can pick up a four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, and the coconut puff. And if you're at Sam's Club, you can run in and grab the 13 bar box of the hit flavors brownie batter and churro. Make sure you get in on the Built Bar craze and you can thank us later. All right. Uh, more to get to with this game. Um, kind of some individual um, play, I thought. 
we sing his praises a lot uh and that's bo byram yeah i you know we were talking about his contract and i'm not gonna go down that road again but um we, we we were kind of saying how like his injuries and stuff like that might you know that might play into the avalanche's hands when they're going to negotiate a contract I think with the minimum amount he's played this year, I think that just goes away. Like yeah. you, you see what he is capable of doing and it's, it's, it's multiple avenues he can go down. If he needs a full head of steam and, and, and to, to engage as a defender, he can go do that. And you saw a couple times him do the opposite where it's right there. Like there's going to be a line change and he can see like, yeah, even though it's a line change, I maybe can go, you know, maybe get a head start here. But he kind of plays that tape to the end, and he's just like, it's not really not going to end well. Let me hold up, and let's let's do the smart thing here, Bo. Let's not get my 21-year-old <laughs> self into trouble right now. And he backs up, and he waits for his team to come, and let's, let's all go forward together. He does. He does so much. He's physical. Yeah. He could turn it on offensively when he needs to. He's very smart defensively. And he'll he'll throw the gloves down if he has to, which I hate it every time he does. But yeah. and it's so frustrating every time he goes down because it's always <clears throat> after he strings a couple of these games together where you see his full potential and you're like, my goodness, whatever we're paying Kale, give it to Bo as well. Like he's got that type <laughs> of potential. And then when he goes out, you're just you have to learn to live without him for a little while. But then he comes back and reminds you. But Bo has been incredible in He's been great. games against Vegas. I mean, especially in the absence of Kale McCarr, he is unsung hero and extremely needed for this run. Oh my god, yeah, he's he's been fun to watch. He's so just in control of of himself in the situation. He doesn't let the game like overcome him like the game just comes to him just so easily and, and naturally and to do that at the age he's at now like we were saying that about Kale McCarr it's just like he the best is yet to come even for Kale McCarr and man you're seeing like that on the ground floor with with Bo Byram like, man like they're gonna be you know you got Kale wrapped up for a while and you are gonna have Byram because he's a restricted free agent for wrapped up hopefully unless they bridge him that's a whole like we had that conversation but um, if you're the abs, the conversation of let's lock this guy up for a long period of time, as long as we can yeah. right now. And that's only going to benefit us because it's, it's fun to watch him play, man. It's a lot of it fun. It really is. Um, so you had, you know, let's get to some stats here. Um, yeah, the shots on goal 34, 31, you had Jack Johnson was, uh, back in the mix. So he, he actually played just shy of 20 minutes. Um, I think some of that was, you know, you had the lead early and when you got that two to nothing lead, maybe they're just rolling lines normally. Like you weren't playing from behind. If that's going to be the case, he's probably not going to be out there as much. Um, I, I didn't, he, he was Jack Johnson. You know, exactly. what I mean? like, you, you know exactly what you're going to yep. get from him. He had, here, here's Jack Johnson, right? He had, I don't know who it was, but he laid out a, uh, someone on, on Vegas, like a really solid hit and actually collected the puck and went, was exiting the zone, didn't fully exit the zone, 
but immediately turned the puck over. Yep. <laughs> so I know. Like... I knew. I knew that moment. I said out loud, "Jack's back, baby." Yeah, like it was a great hit, and the crowd went because it was kind of early. This thing was in the first period, and the crowd goes crazy. And yeah, then then there's that. That's what you're just gonna get with him. He's not, you know, this amazingly puck moving uh, defenseman. Um, he, he's he's he. That's him. Yep. There's no other way to describe Jack Johnson than, than that. That's what you're going to get out of him. He never does anything incredible offensively. Like he'll never light you up with on, no. with goals, and he'll never mess up to the point where it allows goals. But it's just enough where you notice both ways, and you're like, "Oh, that's Jack." Mm, yeah. Um, we mentioned JT Confer with that pass, but and we'll get into it in the next segment with, with Chris McFarland because he did talk about um you know the the 2C two he didn't fully mention it but we knew what he was alluding to um and and i they might be comfortable with just letting him roll with it cuz he's been playing great yep this whole season and you saw it today aside from that pass to Miko which was great um he just he just he's just been solid kind of like you wanted him to be for so long. Um, he's finally kind of just taking that what what he what that role that he should have had probably a couple of years ago, um, and just never matured into it. It seems like he is now, and he's just right place, right time. He's not just overskating pucks. Like he he's he's I think he's just slowing the game down when you're playing yeah. on a fast team. Uh, maybe sometimes you're feeling like I gotta speed my game up too. And he's got some speed. He's he's not you know a speed demon by any stretch of the imagination. But I just feel like maybe he just said, "Let me just play my, let me mix my style of game with how this team plays as a whole." And that seems to be working for some reason for him this year. He he was great last night. It's almost like when Burakovsky figured it out. Mm. The yeah. way he slowed down the game, it's it it it's, has that same kind of trajectory, and I mm -hmm. love it. And I love seeing JT settle in that position. And the longer the Avalanche keep this winning streak going, and as dominant as they're looking, I I don't fault the front office for saying, what do we need to do? Like, they're that's, okay. Yeah. Like, why trade for something else that's unproven? We know what we're getting right here. And what JT's bringing to the table, it's pretty good. Yeah. And, I mean, you play like this. You, you Like, you, you've been going up against some pretty good teams, and you you just are in control of all of these games lately. And and the only blemish that they had was that uh, Dennis Mulligan penalty, which was a trip, which was like halfway through the third, which is not what you want at that time. You're up, you're only up two to nothing there, and you give Vegas a, a power play. You know, they get on the board there, and and not, the end of this game is very different. Yep. So, but you know, it, it was a trip. It, I don't really think it was an intentional trip, but a trip is a trip. I get it. Um, and and you killed the penalty. Yep. So you killed it. So uh, just, everything you you have to love how this team is playing right now. And you know it wasn't that long ago where the whole panic button comments were coming into play. And it's like, yeah, you know, we still have a long way to go. But you weren't you weren't at at, the, at a level of like, well, I can see this team kind of heading in in the right direction. They they were just playing horrible. It was night and day between the beginning of the year and this last stretch of, of February. It's been been fun to watch, and it's almost like it's back. Like Avalanche Hockey is back, and and kind of it's weird because I feel like no nobody's really 
everybody's just still enamored with what the East is doing. And I get that. You should be. But well, don't that, forget about these guys. That well then that means the Avalanche are fully back. Not getting the respect of the media <laughs> yeah. or every, anybody. The Avalanche are fully back to go from panic button, panic button to shutting out the best team in the West. Yeah. Yeah. And with, with an attitude, Miko, Miko mixed it up. I don't know what it got into him that one time. Yeah. Because they, they showed a replay, but it was they didn't I don't think they went back far enough on he, the replay. It was after the whistle. Slapped oh, yeah. his stick down and Miko just turned into the incredible Hulk. So like you've seen, like you get that fire in these guys and like you're not having that drop in play for periods of time during a game. It's from yep. the opening putt drop to the end. <laughs> They're engaged. They're engaged. 14 seconds in. 14. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So let's hear from Athletic Greens and then. We'll get to uh, some Chris McFarlane comments that he made. And like I said, obviously our, uh, our sound check. But first we got Athletic Greens. When uh, We've been talking about Athletic Greens for quite some time now. We got to check in with you, sir. How's your, how's your, how's your no energy I'm, drink thing going? Thanks to... Still uh, off of it. Um, this is like 15 years of energy drinks every single day. And I've stopped. And I'm like going on week three. You and- are athletic greens is it's been my replacement in the mornings when it used to be an energy drink that's great man so you feel like you you had that like two week like can i do this and now it's getting a little bit better yeah i've got past the morning part the evenings are still a little tricky but i love like starting it off with like athletic greens in the morning i think that's what's doing it for me yeah you kind of like what exactly athletic greens does for you if you're concerned about kind of like some gut health issues or your immune system or your energy which those energy drinks uh they're energy for the short term and not really the long term so uh that's exactly what you can get with athletic greens just one scoop of ag1 in a glass of water and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods and probiotics to help your day start off right. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, and it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, so no nasty chemical or artificial taste because it tastes amazing, and it costs Mm -hmm. you less than $3 a day, so you're investing in your health. It's cheaper than your cold brew, coffee, or energy drink habit. How much were you spending a day, would you say? it's bad do you want to divulge that information probably not i mean those drinks are like almost three dollars a pop and that's two yeah. a day okay sometimes more yeah so you, so you, your kids are not at college level yet but you could have sent them to college i'm in college <laughs> uh right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Once again, it's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, so Chris McFarland did a, uh, a press conference before the game and actually went on altitude 
during the second interme- intermission and kind of did a quick interview with Mark Mosier. Um, and kind of like the same things were said at both of those things. But, he, you know, they talked, obviously, about the trade deadline. We got a couple days left in that, uh, you know, in the trade season. Talked about the moves that they did make. And, you know, wh- it, could we still see some things? And it's it was like typical avalanche fashion right now. Like they, he asked them specifically about the most recent deals that we've been seeing in the NHL have been beefy trades, right? Like the, the Timo Meyer one was a big, the Tyler um, uh, Tanner Janot deal was a big deal. You're seeing the, the, the one that the Maple Leafs did with the, the blackout, like even that trade um, for McCabe, like, there's a lot of parts moving around, a lot of players moving, um, a lot of picks moving around, and the Avalanche are doing like these one for one or two for two deals, right? They're yeah. not getting involved in these. We're gonna throw millions of picks, you know, across the country and players across the country. They're very simplistic in their approach, and that's what McFarland said. He was like, like. Are we going to just, you know, because other teams are doing that, does that make us feel like, man, we better jump in the mix? And he was like, no, we have our plan. Yeah. And, and if something comes across our table and we and maybe that didn't necessarily like we didn't think of it, we will do our due diligence and look into it. So I, I, in a way, like I'm comfortable with that. I don't want a team that just jumps, just throws their hat in the ring because other teams are doing the same thing. And you also have to look at it this way. All that talent is leaving the West. It's going East. You don't have yeah. to worry about that for a while until this team can keep building, working its way up the Central, work its way up the West. And then have a really nice run through the playoffs and then worry about the East when they get to the Stanley Cup. But all that talent is going east. So you don't want to fall into the trap of keeping up with the Joneses. The Avalanche, especially, we just talked about how good this team's doing. Really, would do you need to make a move right now? They don't feel like they have to. They're they're comfortable with, uh, you know, like we mentioned the JT Confer thing. And this is like, if if they feel like they can make the team better, and they feel like it's someone that fits in with the culture of the team, they will look into it. If if it doesn't meet those criteria, they're not touching it. And, and they'll be happy with who they have. They feel like they can maneuver around between JT Comfer, between Miko Rantanen, Alex Newhook, even Evan Rodriguez if you had to. They feel like they have the pieces there to, to, to get through, mm-hmm. to get by, and, and to make another deep run. And they're not just going to throw prospects and picks out the door uh, for for kind of a, a, a big question. It's always a question mark when you acquire a player. It always yeah. is. You just don't know if it's going to work. You hope it does, obviously. And he mentioned last year. He's like, they, they, they threw their hat in the ring last year and made those deals. You can't do that year after year. You just can't. You don't have the capital. And, and they you can tell the Avalanche really prize – uh, their first round pick. It's not completely off the table from, from what I gauge, but it's going it, to, you are going to have to to give the avalanche something of tremendous value for them to give up their first round pick. Doesn't sound like they're going to do it. Yeah. It's easy to trade away and 
try and prove for now. But with that first round pick, you also have to plan for the future. Mm-hmm. And if you're you're sending out pieces left and right, your prospects, you've got to rebuild that somewhere. And that first round pick could be one of those that really cultivate and get the the miners going, like the AHL crop of talent. Yeah. yeah. So and then he did mention um Gabe Landeskog. And you know, the kind of the time frame that the latest time frame we've been given obviously is mid-March. That's all we have is the Ides of March, um, not a specific date. But he would not even commit to that right now. And and is is Gabe Landeskog missing the entire season on the table? It kind of is. Kind of is. And and I would say even that includes the playoffs. So but he did say like he he is on track with with our latest projection like he's skating as we anticipated him skating and if that can continue to progress the way that it should there is a chance he comes back mid-march that's not that far away so i mean things need to ramp up here a little bit if you ask me for him to come back at some point this season if he doesn't he doesn't um but I, the way that McFarland phrased it didn't really didn't send you away floating like oh he's right he's he's so close to returning. Yeah, it's with the way the team's playing right now. I would love to have Landy back, but take care of yourself first because yeah. the last thing I want is you come out here and then tweak it and then next year's up up in the air. Right. So take right. your time. So we'll see what happens with that. And we'll see what happens with the trades. He did say is you know he is active. He is active, but the Avalanche just don't jump. Uh, at at deals that they feel like is not going to make them better. All right, so last piece of business we have to get to is obviously our sound check, and uh, Kyle and I pick one song that we feel best summarizes the most recent game. Put these songs up on a set list or playlist over on Spotify. You can follow it. Just go search LOA Soundcheck. This is volume number two. What do you got for this one, sir? A song from the group A Wall Nation. Yeah. Nights of Shame. Love it. <laughs> 15 minutes of just just a vibe. It's an epic. It's an it epic. is. And you know what? This playlist deserves an epic, and we are going to we're yeah. going to get it. Because you know I, what? Yeah. This game was epic. Like so, I was just say, like, what's the reasoning behind this song? Like, what, oh, it's it's one of those like in a cap. It, we talked about the first two, even the three segments, like how everything is clicking for this team and this song. It's got so many parts that just blend together so well mm. to make this beautiful long. I epic. like it. It's that's how this Avalanche team feels right now. Is why we're all we all have this renewed confidence in this team. The same feeling you can get in the song. I like that. That's a very good analogy. Um, I, I did put a Nightwish song up there earlier this season, which is a half-hour right. song. That's so right. Between these two songs, you know, that's a forty-five-minute <laughs> playlist just there. Uh, so, but I, I love that that analogy is why you picked it. For me, I'm going with uh, one of my high school bands, uh, good old Goldfinger. Can never, mm. and they're still kicking around. Goldfinger they are. is still doing it. Um, and they had a song called Open Your Eyes. And that's what I'm going with because it's, I, I, like I said a little bit earlier, I think the rest of the league needs to open their eyes and just be like, hey, Boston's doing their thing. Tampa's doing their thing. Toronto's doing their thing. All the trades and everything. Everybody's looking over here. 
look what the avalanche is actually doing right now too yep you know what i mean so uh i like how you said earlier like we're back to being the avalanche not getting like notoriety. Yeah. i'm not saying that people people know the avalanche they won the stanley cup but because of all the injuries and how they were a little bit sluggish for most of the season what they're doing now is looking so much like last season people need to open their eyes and realize like uh th- this team is is coming after you so yep. go check those two out right now over on the loa soundcheck on spotify All right, everybody, that is going to wrap it up for today. We will be back tomorrow, and it's a new month, so we'll be definitely taking a look at uh, the March calendar as we come down to the wire here. So we'll take a look at that and whatever else is happening in Avalanche land. Maybe another trade. Who knows? So uh, come back tomorrow and check that out for today. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, and I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go!